Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is from Bricktown. Dad, how are you doing? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. I'm still still kicking. And uh, still doing okay. And watching all, all the world news, which is, uh, I have a feeling that Russia's about to, about to lose uh, this war they have in uh, Ukraine. And uh, the Ukrainians are just been uh, courageous, but we we've been training them for a couple of years, and they they have a lot of our, our equipment and how we're doing it. And the Russian army is just not equipped at all. They have all these conscripts who don't want to be there, who didn't even know they were going to be there, and you know they've lost like, between ten and fifteen thousand people. That's a whole lot of folks to get killed. And, uh, you know, at some point in time, one of the generals is just going to go in and shoot Putin. That's what's going to happen. Uh, he, he's, he's trying to, you know, protect himself and everybody, but all those folks there, remember, they have relatives who are getting killed. All those generals, he, just wanted, he, he doesn't trust them anymore, but who can he trust? Uh, you'll begin to get the country turning against him and at some point it's going to be somebody will come in and shoot him it's just a matter of when it happens at that point in time everything will change I mean, you have a dictator who's, who's kind of paranoid anyway and it's, it's, it's felt that he might be he might be very sick and I have a feeling that's probably true He's so he's so intent on holding on to power, and at some point you got to say, "Give it up." You've had your you've had your time, or whatever you were doing. Move on, move on to something else. You give it up and be done with it. But but sending this army out to to exploit it, and they're actually in the exact opposite position than the, that Napoleon was in. Over back the same kind of ground, and. Uh, Army is ill-equipped. The weather's getting them. The Ukrainians at home. They're in that. They're in their own home stuff. And and you never want to, you know, attack somebody that's in home and want to protect their their homeland. And the whole the whole world is is, is gripped by this. And uh, in the end, Russia will lose. Their army will be disbanded pretty much. Putin will be gone. And uh, we'll see what happens, but this is an ill-equipped force that he sent over there. Conscript him and, and everything else they're doing. This is just a, a disaster for him. Unfortunately, it's a disaster for the uh, Ukrainian people because they're killing civilians. They're killing guys just walking down the street. You can't be out in the daytime where they'll shoot you. Can't be out at nighttime because they'll shoot you. And you see, you have a whole bunch of folks that that is just war crimes. And and that, that's what's on the world's mind now. And when the world is on its mind and watching you look like a fool, it's just a matter of time. And people say that China's going to help. China ain't stupid either. They're not going to get in the middle of this. Uh, they, they want to take Taiwan, but they're looking at this and saying, maybe that's not such a great idea. 
if we have equipped Taiwan to at least you know, hold out for about 15 to, 15 to 20 days, no matter how many of the soldiers that China has. And remember, China's whole war, war schemes has always been to have a lot of soldiers who kill themselves. And they throw themselves in front of, front of battle lines, and that's what they did in Korea, the last big war they had. And just, you know, they lose half of the, half of the, war, half of the soldiers just try, trying to do a mass attack. So this is, you know, this is not good. And uh, the age of wars and winning wars is just over with. It's just not worth it to any, any country. But that, that's what's on my mind, and it's on the country's mind. Uh, Have you all... We will gradually do everything yeah. we need to take to, to make sure that the Ukrainians win. We will do that. Um, our fighting forces, we spent a fortune on them, is uh, the best in the world. Haven't been in there. Uh, this ain't happening for the, for, the, for the Russians. It's just not a win. It looks like a dead cow that hasn't figured out that it's dead yet. Eventually it will happen. I mean, our military guys that were there, the supposedly generals we had, had been hoodwinked. They were saying that this thing will only last two or three days and take over the whole country. Well, guess what? It's not 30 days. And they ain't taking over nothing, just about. So it'll be interesting. And, and an interesting thing is Russia's going to pay in the end to rebuild Ukraine into a, a much bigger and better place. And Russia will pay for it. And the wife is, say, <coughs> is saying, actually, the oligarchs should, and they will. They'll take, they'll take their money anyway. They're already seizing it. They'll seize their yachts. And I noticed the seeds it's a seized uh, Putin Putin's yacht. And uh, it's just an out of time. Have you caught any uh, basketball? Yeah, uh, Auburn lost, uh, which I was kind of surprised at. I thought they'd make it to the Final Four. But I thought they'd actually win it all this year. <laughs> and, but Larry Nager, who's the uh, coach at Miami, who's, who's always been a great coach, he was, I remember when he played, played for Virginia. How long ago he's been? He's an old guy now, but still he's, he's a great coach. Uh, he took George Mason to the Final Four when they had absolutely nothing. They, they went from the, the first group of people to the Final Four. And my, he probably will take this Miami team to, at least that far, believe it or not. I, I saw a feature of one little guy there who's been in college for six years playing basketball. And every couple of years, he goes to a different team in a different school. And he's, he's a player, no question. Uh, he was one of the people that really knocked down, knocked down uh, Auburn. And Bruce did, Bruce Pearl did an awful job. I mean, it's, what, what, what Lamanega did is, he did it in the version. He basically made the little guys go inside and the big guys go outside and we were not equipped for that and he and Bruce Pearl kept the big guys in when he should have put the little guys that he still has we were all great players 
So it was a poor coaching job. And uh, I think he was too overconfident, probably, when he looked back on it. Just after they gave him $6 million. So it'll be interesting as we go through this. Open Athletics is right now going through a, a period of not great times. Uh, they fired the entire football staff. And I was thinking of firing the coach, too, they, that they brought from uh, out, in the, out in the Northwest, who was a, I, thought, I always thought was a poor hire. He, and, and this is something that people don't realize. When you go from basically Division One a to the big boys in the Southeastern Conference, he was not equipped mentally for that. And he was bringing his buddies in who didn't know, didn't know anything either. So it was, it was not a good time, and Auburn's going to have a couple of years of athletics and not going to be good. And you got to realize that those boosters are out there at Auburn. They're among the worst in the world. They, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't play because they put, they put their money on the, on, on the line. So this is not good. Auburn's, Auburn's basically a football school. And a basketball school to some extent, but really a football school. And they fired the entire football staff, as I said, so it'll be interesting as we go through that. So as I, as I watch us dominated <clears throat> by the news of what's going on in Ukraine, but we also have the sports world coming around and people aren't, aren't really listening to it. So it'll be, we're going through an interesting time as a country. <clears throat> Now, you, you coached against Hubert Davis, right? Yes. Uh, you were there as a kid as a coach against him. Uh, he wasn't very smart. He was there because his, 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 his cousin, his uncle, one of his uncle, his uncle, was a great player for Carolina. He, did he a great was job also a pretty good player as well. Though. Well, he was pretty good, but he wasn't great. His, his uncle was great. He played a number of years. I think he still holds the record for three-pointers. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, He actually has went further than I thought he'd go, frankly. Initially, they were terrible teams. But they're still still alive in in the uh, NC2A. That's a good thing. And our son Tommy is coming home in a couple weeks. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He's open Kuwait, uh, holding down the fort over there. And uh, we hear from him every day, literally. He's managed to do WhatsApp or something, so he, we hear from him every day. And he's uh, doing well. Uh, and uh, hopefully he'll be home and not decide to go anywhere else for a while. And he only has another two years in the reserves so he can retire. He can retire. So my thought to him is just retire. He's got a lot of battlefield uh, deformities. He's really he's really disabled. So I'm, I'm hoping he just decides that he's, he's now he's served in all all of America's wars in Afghanistan and all the other places over there. Uh, it's time for him to come on home. And I don't know if he, he's listening to this, but I'm just he's time for him to come on home with that. I love all my children, so I want them all, all to survive and live to a ripe old age. So that's 
So what's going on in your household, sir? Well, I'm looking at your notes, Dad. Uh, you you wanted to talk about Jiggy? Hold on. Super John Williamson. Jiggy Williamson. Wilson. Well, you know, those are, those are, uh, Super John Williamson was among the best basketball players I ever saw. He played in the NBA for a number of years. He went to New Mexico State. I don't, I'm not sure how long they paid him to go from New Haven, Connecticut. But uh, Super John was about 6'5", a tremendous basketball player, tremendous specimen as a person. And he played in the NBA for about five or six years. But I think he was misused as that. And his his bro- little brother was, was Jiggy Williamson, who also was a high school All-American, and he played for my uh, basketball team in the uh, in the senior leagues in New York City. And him and uh, there was another guy that played on that same Hill House team at New, in New Haven, who was a big man. And we we went and we, we made it to the semifinals of the citywide with them. And I was coaching the St. Albans Collegians, and uh, it was. They were good. We, we would bring crowds to a, a, a citywide game that were you know, a couple a couple thousand people. It was a big, big deal. And the collegians did very well for a long time, many years. Uh, you know, as I look back on it, you know, it, it was, and I look back on my years of life, it was just another one of the various episodes of, of things that I did from being you know, not only an unlimited basketball coach but being a collegiate basketball coach coaching college kids and uh, we took them to, that, to the college playoffs also so it's been a you know and the one thing about this whole thing with uh, Bricktown is it gets me to, to parcel through all the various things that I've done. And that's with your help and everybody's help. And so I look back on it, I've had a very remarkable life. And I have a feeling this is going to be the chronicle of your, and, and the achievement of your, the book that you make of this will be tremendous. I never would have had the patience to physically do a book anymore, but you, you, have, you have a gift for that. And... Uh, It'll be interesting. I know I'll never see it, but I'm sure you're going to write the book of Bricktown. And what would you what would you say is the uh, purpose of the book for the reader? What does the reader learn from your life? What the reader learns is a black kid who's had a wonderful life, who had parents who spent their all of their money pushing me on to where I became. If it was not for my parents, I never would have been who I was. My mother said, when you're getting a 35 out of 100 in public school in New York City because of the baby boom of World War II, then you need to go to a private school. And my father would work extra hours and extra days to pay for that. I was the only kid in my neighborhood, which was kind of a, an up-and-coming striver neighborhood, who went to a private school. 
And that private school, Brooklyn Academy, had about 100 kids in the school, of which eight or nine of, the, of us were black. And uh, as I look back on that, look back at the people, I think of my first girlfriend, her name was Cassandra. Beautiful girl. Uh, and one or two other people that we had there. And I played high school basketball there and I ran track and they did a lot of good stuff. Everything I wanted to do, they did. I said, let's do this. One or two, I'm not Mr. Tadler was our track coach. I don't think he knew shit about track, but he was the track coach. And he'd be out there trying to kind of teach us what, what he needed. I think he read a book about it. But, you know, we just, we did a lot of stuff. And I was really, as I look back on that, I, I just had a wonderful time. It would take me almost two hours to get from my house in St. Albans to uh, Brooklyn Academy, which was downtown Brooklyn. And it was, it was in the building of the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And we were on the second, second floor of that was our school. So all of that, as I look on it, and parents will do lots of stuff to get their kids to where they need to do, and I think I tried to do the same thing. You got through college. You got your you got your doctorate. Bobby got through got through got through got through college. He got his master's degree. And everybody can't say that. But you've got to do that for the, your next generation, whatever it is. I'm sure you're going to do it for Jada, who's very smart. I'm sure you're going to you're going to you're going to do it for any other children who may show up. And that's what you got to do. Because we're in a in a, in a in a place where. You've got to push on the next generation. I am trying to uh, catch up with some, uh, one of my daughters, Lynn, and her daughter, so I can help her go to college. She's now, a, I think she's a sophomore, junior in high school. I'm trying to get her so she can go on to college. You've got to go on and not just take the first job out of high school. That leads you to... You know, not a whole lot of good, great life. You always will give, will leave yourself to the lower tier of our society. Education is a great, great leveler of everything that we've ever done in this country. You've got to be able to get the skills to go and move on. As I look at all the things we did, I look back from the time I was in shop printing as a paper stripper to now. And I look back at all the things I had to go through in a whole period of time. My life has been a kaleidoscope of great things. I didn't know it at the time. And one of the things that this thing with Bricktown has caused me to really look back at, at all of this. And, and the things that you're doing with this, Rudy, are just tremendous. And I'm sure you're going to write a book about this, which is great. Uh, but uh, as I look back and I look at all our children, and, and, and I, by the way, has Chris called you yet? Uh, he has not called. We'll, we'll talk about it after the show, Dad. Well, he's going to call you. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. I love yeah, you. They, they've done a lot of stuff up there at my wife's farm, and uh, they pretty, they're making a uh, basically a, a beef cattle uh, butchering kind of place on their 130 acre farm so it's, it's been a they're doing a, he's done a wonderful job I was looking at 
the work he did about a year ago, and, and basically just the paperwork was was about 150 pages. So he's done a wonderful job, and uh, he's going to call you about inviting you up to make sure you and your families get to see some of Minnesota. I plan on going up there this summer if I'm still, still able to for about two weeks. Summertime is really the only time to go to Minnesota. If you go in wintertime, you're looking at 10 below a lot. And I, I, I don't really want to deal with 10 below again. Last time I went for Christmas time up there, it never got above 10 below. I said, I, could, I, don't, I don't want to deal with that again. But Matt, the people are very nice. One of, one of the people who were at our wedding in Minnesota, two of the people were here visiting with us for a couple of days last week. And they were wonderful people. And uh, we had a wonderful time. Had a couple of dinners out. And they, they're retired, and so they, they, they have a, a truck camper. And they're going around around the country visiting things. And they're leaving here going to the Grand Ole Opera. They had just come back from being down in Florida visiting some of their relatives. And they came back through here to say hi and spend some time with us, which is great. And uh, Heather had hooked some of this up. I'm not sure what, but she had been talking to them about it. And this has been an interesting thing. And I want to say hi to my daughter, Heather. She's now in very old England. She'll be there for a number of years. And uh, my husband has been reposted out there. So I, I really pray for them and what's going on. Uh, the one thing about my trip to England about four or five years ago was the fact that I, I never realized how small England was. Remember, the, the, the things over there are so different. You're driving on the wrong side of the road. The cars are smaller. The roadways are smaller. They usually have, most of the things they have are just a three-lane highway. Stuff that we had in the 1940s. And uh, if, if you were to drive from the bottom of England, the United Kingdom, the top island and over there, it would not be as long a drive as driving from Murphy to Manio in North Carolina. North Carolina is bigger than all of the, all of the United Kingdom. So we don't think of that, but it is. I always thought of it was a tremendous country. And it actually is, but as far as land mass, it's really not much. And we went there and spent two weeks over there with, with our daughter, and it was wonderful. So, uh, are you still there, Rudy? Yeah, so that was a beautiful story, Dad. I'm here. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing now. And, and we watch the rest of the basketball tournament, which comes and starts against another day or two. And it'll be uh, a good time. Unfortunately, Orban didn't bow, bow out, but it'll be a good time to watch it. By the way, I think Miami has a good shot of going all the way. And that's just because they beat Auburn now. Yes. They, sh- they, shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. I thought Auburn was going to go all the way. They shouldn't have done that, number one. Number two, Atlanta is a great tough coach. He yeah, is. Yeah. And as yeah. I said, they did a story on this kid who's been in, been in college basketball as a guard for six years on four different schools. <laughs> And it all and all the, all the coaches he plays for us they think he's a wonderful kid. But and, but they just show pictures of it. I saw it, saw it the other day in, in the athletic. 
Uh, this kid in all these uniforms from different colleges. And that's amazing. <laughs> He's been the more played on more college teams than any kid in history. Uh, and, he, and he played and, and did well against Auburn. He was one of the people that made it. And Larinaga did an inversion, which uh, put the big guys out and little guys in. And really outcoached Blue Girl, so. With that, we're coming toward the end of the show. What's your words of advice? I want everybody to pray for all our soldiers overseas. I want everybody to pray for basically the countries, the world. Let's get this war over with. This is not good for anybody. And I want everybody out there to pray for all our soldiers, wherever they are. And let's be good. And adios, muchachos. I'll see you. Love you. Love you, Dad. Bye.